mile line on our left. As deputy chief of staff, he was always in a rush. Our boss was the president of the United States. And when he wanted something, it was my job to get it. Right now, President Leland the Lion Manning wanted Boyle to stay calm. Some tasks were beyond even me. Earlier today, Boyle was supposed to have a 15-minute sit-down with the president on Air Force One. Because of my scheduling error, he was now down to a three-minute drive-by briefing sometime this afternoon. To say he was annoyed would be like calling the Great Depression a bad day at the office. Ron, I said again, putting a hand on his shoulder and trying to apologize. Just wait, I wanted to... He spun around wildly, slapping my hand out of the way. Boyle had graying hair, olive skin, and striking brown eyes with a splash of light blue in each iris. Don't touch me again unless you're shaking my hand, he threatened as a flick of spit hit me in the cheek. Gritting my teeth, I wiped it away with the back of my hand. Sure, the scheduling hiccup was my fault, but that's still no reason to... Now what the hell's so damn important, Wes? Or is this another vital reminder that when we're eating with the president, we need to give you our lunch orders at least an hour in advance? Any other 23-year-old would have taken a verbal swing. I kept my cool. That's the job of the president's aide, a.k.a. the body person, a.k.a. the butt boy. Get the president what he wants keep the machine humming. Let me make it up to you, I said. If I wanted Boyle quiet, I needed to up the ante. What if I... What if I squeezed you into the president's limo right now? Boyle's posture lifted slightly as he started buttoning his suit jacket. I thought you... No. That's good. Great. Excellent. He even painted on a tiny smile. Crisis averted. Politically, I wasn't just good. I was great. Wes, let's go, the Secret Service detail leader called out, waving us into the car as he slid into the front passenger seat where he could see everything coming. Trailing Boyle and holding my leather shoulder bag out in front of me, I jumped into the back of the armored limo where the president was dressed casually in a black windbreaker and jeans. Hunched over as he headed for the back left seat, Boyle's suit jacket sagged open, but he quickly pressed his hand over his own heart to keep it shut. I didn't realize until later what he was hiding, or what I'd just done by inviting him inside. Following behind him, I crouched toward one of the three fold-down seats that faced the rear of the car. The jump seat directly across from the president, the hot seat, was already taken by Mike Kalinoff, Retired professional race car driver, four-time Winston Cup winner, and special guest for today's event. So she's fast, even with the bulletproofing? The racing champ asked, admiring the midnight blue interior of Cadillac One. Greased lightning, Manning answered as the first lady rolled her eyes. Finally joining in, Boyle scooched forward in his seat and flipped open a manila folder. Mr. President, if we could... Sorry, that's all I can do, sir, Chief of Staff Warren Albright interrupted as he hopped inside. Handing a folded-up newspaper to the President, he took the middle seat directly across from the First Lady. 
The president seized the newspaper and scrutinized the crossword puzzle he and Albright shared every day. It had been their tradition since the first days of the campaign. Albright started each puzzle, got as far as he could, then passed it to the president to cross the finish line. Fifteen downs wrong, the president pointed out as I rested my bag on my lap. Stifle. Albright usually hated when Manning found a mistake. Today, as he noticed Boyle in the corner seat, he had something brand new to be annoyed by. Everything okay? I asked with a glance. Before Albright could answer, the driver rammed the gas and my body jerked forward. Three and a half minutes from now, the first gunshot would be fired. Two of us would crumble to the floor, convulsing. One wouldn't get up. Sir, if I could bend your ear for a second, Boyle interrupted more insistently than before. Ron, can't you just enjoy the ride? The first lady teased, her short brown hair bobbing as we hit a divot in the road. Despite the sweet tone, I saw the glare in her leaf-green eyes. It was the same glare she used to give her students at Princeton. A former professor with a Ph.D. in chemistry, Dr. First Lady was trained to be tough. And what Dr. First Lady wanted, Dr. First Lady fought for. And got. But ma'am, it'll just take... Her brow furrowed so hard, her eyebrows kissed. Ron, enjoy the ride. That's where most people would have stopped. Boyle pushed even harder, trying to hand the file directly to Manning. He'd known the president since they were in their 20s, studying.